everyone, this is Sirasila. Welcome to the Elpa podcast. Elpa is association of players in your league, which aims to collectively represent players and help their careers. We will be bringing you conversations with current and former EuroLeague players and other personalities from the world of basketball. Our guests will talk about their journeys, on and off the court stories, and look deeper into what it means to be a vital part of basketball industry. Considering uh, my uh, talent, especially when I was younger, I should have uh, deserved a much, much better career in NBA, like Tony Parker, for example, because mm. I was, uh, when I was junior, 20 years old, I was on his level. Mm. I was MVP of European Championship for under 22. But unfortunately, my uh, uh, life circumstances, which were very, very hard, yeah. I lost my mother when I was young, I had problem with the different problems with the family and other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, considering that, I uh, uh, arrived to my maximum. My new guest is one of the best players of his generation, Igor Rakosevich. From Serbia to the NBA to many countries in Europe, Igor told us about his journey in basketball. He remembered when he got drafted, his memories from the NBA with the Spurs and Tim Duncan, and the gold medal with his national team at Indianapolis World Championship. You will heard about that time when while playing in F.S. Pilsen, he had to run in the forest at 7 a.m. alone in the rain and run into dogs. We also talked about the evolution of the game and the importance of having Elpa. Enjoy! Hi, Igor. How did you fall in love with basketball in the first place? Uh, my uh, <clears throat> father was a basketball player. Uh, he was very good. He played for Red Star for my uh, home team. Uh, actually, I tried to uh, practice uh, swimming and uh, table tennis, okay. ping pong. Uh, Which and, is totally different. And it's totally different. And I was uh, very untalented for both sports. <laughs> so the third sport I po- uh, tried Uh, was basketball and after fir- first practice uh, when my father took me to Red Star Court uh, it was obvious that I was going to uh, fall in love with basketball and uh, I was pretty talented so yeah, yeah it was and good you started playing with Red, uh, with Red Star as you said and, but you also played in many countries in Europe and you also played in the, in the NBA can you tell us more about your journey? uh I played in uh, my country um, six years, seven years. I played in Montenegro, in Spain, in Turkey, in uh, Italy, and in uh, NBA. Yeah. As a kid, I had only one goal, and that was to uh, participate in NBA team, to okay. sign for NBA team. I fulfilled my uh, my dream. Your dream. So I was uh, very happy with it. Uh, I grew up in uh, Serbia, in Red Star, and. Uh, Then I went to Budućnost in Montenegro, mm-hmm. uh, spent after that one season in the NBA, and then I played five years in uh, Spain, which were my best five years in, uh, in my career. Yeah, in, the whole, in your whole career. And which season was the best one? 
in uh, Europe, I played in uh, Vitoria three years for Basconia, in Real Madrid one year, in Pamesa Valencia, and uh, two years in uh, FS Pilsen, and yeah. one year in uh, Montepaschi Siena. That mm -hmm. was Europe. And also, I played in Montenegro and uh, Serbia, which had they had Euroleague teams yeah. also. So, yeah. And which season did you prefer? From My best season by far was uh, season 2008-2009 uh, in Basconia mm -hmm. with coach Dusko Ivanovic. Uh, we won uh, Copa del Rey, which was our goal. We won uh, uh, Supercopa. Uh, we were very, very close to enter uh, Final Four and win the title, but we got uh, really tired at the end of the season because yeah. we had a small rotation, only seven great players yeah. and a uh, few average players. It was, it was hard. Uh, but individually, this season I was the uh, best scorer of Euroleague, best scorer of uh, Spanish League, mm -hmm. starting lineup of Euroleague, starting lineup of uh, Spanish uh, like. uh, championships. So it was an unbelievable season, yeah. really. And do you have stories or anecdotes you remember while you were playing? Like something you, you like to laugh about when you remember it? I have, a <coughs> I have many, many anecdotes. One of the anecdotes uh, was uh, from a F.S. Pilsen, when I uh, uh, played for that team, I didn't have a really good relationship with the, with the coach at that yeah. moment. Who was it? Uh, it was Ataman. Okay. So one, uh, one morning he uh, sent me at 7 a.m. to run in a forest, which was... Uh, 7 a.m. 7 a.m., which was uh, one hour far away, one hour and a half from, from the city. Own. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I had to get up at like 5. Which was okay, I can practice, you know, it's no problem. Like alone? Uh, he sent a uh, condition coach and me. Okay. So my condition coach drove me there, but it was pouring rain, like it was unbelievable rain. <laughs> yeah. And the coach told me, don't run, you cannot run. It's, it's raining so much, it's, mm. it's um, impossible to run. There is mud on the floor, there is nobody yeah. at, the, at the court, at the track. But as that Serbian... Uh, characteristic of Serbian players mostly like I said no I'm going you to go. run I don't care I'm going to run so I started running you know it was muddy it was horrible it was cold you know it was raining like like under the shower and I saw 10 or 12 uh, dogs uh, wild dogs yeah in the in the, in the middle of the track and uh, they were together they were not moving and they saw me and I stopped but I didn't know what to do should I run back or act like I'm not scared and go towards them. Yeah. I decided to go towards them so I can continue to run. One of them started barking and then all of them started barking. They started chasing me and I had to like climb up the, the so small cliff. Run. Yeah, it, it was uh, life-threatening really. So I had to like climb a little bit over on the hill yeah. so I could, uh, you know, run away from them. So I ran a little bit up on the hill, moved and then continued to run. And so. then you lost them. And then, no, no, they, they could not climb up okay. like me, yeah, so, so it was not, uh, it was very scary, honestly, it was very scary, but that, that was, that's funny also, that was funny too. Yeah. And when you told the story to your teammate and the coach? I actually, I, I said only this story to Bokin Akbar, who is, okay. uh, <laughs> I even uh, spoke about that on my, uh, uh, on his podcast, so okay. it was really funny, yeah, so, <laughs> I don't know if... Uh, this is scary. Yeah, it was very scary, yeah. Wow, and how different was basketball in Europe when you were playing compared to today? It was different. Uh, I think uh, the quality was higher. 
uh, the play the teams did not have so many foreigners yeah. these days uh, teams uh, are losing their identity this is why I like to see a teams like Real Madrid who have a uh, a lot, uh, many players, players that yeah. are many years in the team and the same coach, and then the fan can identify uh, himself with the with the team. Mm. So this is this is actually what I I really uh, think is a big difference. And also uh, now, when Elpa is starting to work, I guess players have uh, more rights. There's some limits of what you can do to yeah. player. The uh, responsibilities and, and practice and I think it's a, it's a good moment so these are the two biggest differences in my in my opinion and how did you see the evolution of the game on uh, it's much more athletic uh, these days uh, 10 15 or 20 years ago the team with two players who are not so athletic in mm. the lineup could get away with it with mm. some other quality but nowadays if there is one or two players that uh, are athletically vulnerable uh, the other team will exploit it and yeah. uh, use it so so nearly all good EuroLeague players now have to be good athletes mm. yeah. and what does the players have today that you are missing by the time what do the players have today yeah that you are missing that you would love to have when ah, you are playing uh -huh. well actually game wise uh, nothing special but uh, I wish we had Alpa yeah maybe I wouldn't have to run away from dogs <laughs> Honestly, I think so. you know, so uh, LP is a very good thing, you know, it brings some kind of uh, confidence to a player. Mm. Uh, human beings, sport people should have their rights, mm. you know, so, so I, I, I'm sure that uh, uh, it, it brought uh, EuroLeague to a completely new level, I think, yeah. and, it's, uh, and it's developing, it's going to be even better, you know. Mm. Probably at some point there will be Euroleague pension or something like that, so it's awesome. And how do you think it's uh, helping the players? Maybe by maybe with Elpa they would be able to play longer or something. I am premature that uh, players will be protected. Speaking of uh, uh, how many practice uh, practices per day can they have per week? How much? Uh, how many days they need to rest? You know. Uh, there are many, many cases in my career with the, where you lose a game and you played your maximum, the opposing mm. team was just better, but the president of the club, yeah. it doesn't matter which club, yeah, I of course will not say, comes and say you'll find 10% yeah. of your contract. Mm. And by rule you should not be, you know, probably, it's not fair to be punished because you lost the game if you gave your all, they were just better. So it happens, it's basketball, you know? Yeah. So these are things that probably will be different in, yeah. in future and I think it's uh, good for players. And, and I'm sure the players uh, will also have the res more responsibility with Elpa. Mm -hmm. They will not uh, take curves and, uh, you know, like avoid yeah. their obligations. I think it will be a good thing. In the NBA, it works fine. So mm -hmm. why wouldn't it work here? Yeah. And did you did the players try to have an association back in the time? Uh, we were talking about it a little bit. I think uh, actually Boki Nagbar, he's my very good friend, a very fair, honest person, a righteous person. Uh, he mentioned many times when we played together. He was like, he said, like, God, this this shouldn't be happening. You know, mm. if players have association, this cannot happen. We need associations. 
So he was talking about this even when he was player. Mm. And I'm very glad that he's into it and it he's one of the main guys really, for it. Yeah. So it's unbelievable. So you were missing someone who could do it, who was not playing and could do the association. It's hard to do it while you're playing. You're playing yeah. You don't have tough time for it. But mm -mm. after the career, yeah. you know, he's the one that made this huge step. And uh, for sure, many players at one point will... Uh, thank him and be grateful what what he's doing and yeah. what he will do yeah and when you see all the improvements that elpa gets which one would you be the more happy to to get uh protection of contract okay protection of contract because for example uh, serbian players balkan players for me it's no problem to practice three times a day and everybody knows this we are from balkans we are used to very very hard coaches it's a culture so for me It doesn't matter. Yeah. But protecting the contract is uh, something that is uh, crucial for, for players, even peace, because we, we feed our families with this money. Mm. Some of us earn a lot of money, but some of the other guys earn just enough money to survive, buy one apartment and feed its family. So to take uh, money away from him and punish him just because he lost the game or being late months and months or years, mm. you know, that's that's big... Uh, Uh, step issues. back, yeah. big issues. So Alpa will uh, for sure try to fix it. Yeah. So as you say, the NBA was your dream and you played in the NBA. You remember when you heard that you were drafted? How did you react? Yeah, actually I was uh, a little bit sad, disappointed, because I was drafted in the second round, 51st pick. And by the I, uh, Minnesota, by yes, the Wolves. Yes, by Minnesota, but I was disappointed because I was drafted so late. Yeah. I hoped to go uh, first, round. first round. But unfortunately, those days, uh, European players, yeah. especially uh, white European players uh, mm. on guard position, was very hard to yeah. get to the NBA. So, but and it then was you a thing. Happier? Of course, when <laughs> I started playing for the team, I was very, very happy. I fulfilled my dream. I learned a lot this season in the NBA. It was awesome. And you also played for the Spurs. What do you have? Which memories do you have from this I time? I participated uh, <coughs> in a training camp for Spurs mm -hmm. uh, I was very 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 happy with the uh, relationship and respect that uh, coach uh, Greg Popovich has towards the uh, players and uh, and also uh, the guy who impressed me really was Tim Duncan because at the, at the locker room I accidentally sat on, on, on his him. where he's changing mm -hmm. And I didn't know, I didn't know it was his place. And when he entered, I, I, I thought he was going to say like, well, what are you doing here? Get out of my... He said, no, no, no. He, he even knew my name. He said, no, Igor, please. It's okay, it's okay. Stay here, I will change. I was, I was impressed. Yeah. That, that's, that's not going to happen with many other players. Mm. And was it difficult adjustment to play in, uh, in the NBA? Or did you like, what did you like or not like about it? Uh... I didn't like that, uh, you know, it's not so serious and dramatic like in Europe because they have so many games in the NBA, they win one game, tomorrow they uh, have another game. So uh, there is no time to celebrate and there is no time to uh, yeah. be sorry about uh, the lost game. So uh, this is what I didn't like because I was used to pressure and adrenaline in Euro Europe and especially in my country, mm. every game is life or death. So, so I miss mm. this yeah. kind of you know, excitement. But I liked the conditions, of course, the healthcare, the unbelievable organization, you know, beautiful arenas. 
and playing uh, with and against the best players on the mm. planet. So mm. it's amazing. And you were part of the Yugoslavian national team in 2002 in Indianapolis for the World Championship that you won. Yes. How special was it? That was uh, the crown of my career, of my team career, winning gold medal, especially against uh, uh, United States actually in quarterfinals, but on yeah, their soil the year, yeah. was unheard of. I don't think they lost uh, any quarterfinal or final games at, at, in at the, the US platform. at that time. So we, we were you know, heroes when we came back to our country. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people waited for us in the big square and saluted us. So it was, we, we just became immortal by winning, by winning this uh, uh, world championship. And what was the most impactful to win the US in the US or to win the gold medal? Uh, to win the gold medal yeah. was, uh, was more important actually and, uh, and the hardest because Argentina was unbelievable that year. Yeah. We won in, I think, overtime or mm -hmm. it was amazing. And when you look back at your career, what do you see? Uh, considering uh, my uh, talent, especially when I was younger, I should have uh, deserved a much, much better career in NBA, like Tony Parker, for example, because mm. I was, uh, when I was junior, 20 years old, I was on his level. Mm. I was MVP of European Championship for under 22. But unfortunately, my uh, uh, life circumstances, which were very, very hard, yeah. I lost my mother when I was young, I had problem with the, different problems with the family and other things. Mm -hmm. uh, considering that, I uh, uh, arrived to my maximum. Okay. And it was very hard, but I arrived to my maximum, considering this uh, life uh, circumstances. Mm. If I had easier uh, yeah. life to grow up uh, and uh, you know peace in my, my mind mm. I would probably exploit my talent to, to maximum and play in the NBA 20 years yeah. but it's okay I'm, I'm happy I'm very happy because maybe in the NBA I would play 15 years and not win anything yeah. and in EuroLeague I uh, made in Europe in my country in Italy and Spain I made oh, so sure. many successes won so many titles so sometimes it's better to be uh, the best in smaller city than to be average in the biggest in the city, biggest if you can, you know, And understand. you miss playing basketball? Uh, I miss playing basketball a lot. I stopped playing seven years ago. Yeah. Time goes very fast. And uh, maybe up until two years ago, I was dreaming that I played basketball uh, every, every second night. I had a dream really? that I played basketball. Yeah, even now sometimes, but first four years after I stopped playing basketball, mm -hmm. every second night I was having dreams to play basketball, it was, it was horrible. And you never thought about the coming back? I thought many times about coming back, but uh, I never did. <laughs> I kind of wanted to spend a lot of time with my kids, with yeah. my family, I didn't want to move again, you know. My son was born in Spain, then he went to Turkey, then to Italy, then he get, came back with six years to Serbia, he cannot speak with his, uh, mm. you know, kids, and so I said, no, I'm gonna finish. And maybe sometimes it's better to finish when you're on the top yeah. than to finish career being injured, Close not playing, you know, it's, it's just not my yeah. character. If I play, I have to be among the best. If, if no, I'm not playing. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much. You're very welcome. A big thank you to Igor for his time. And I see you in a few weeks for the next episode of Elpa Podcast. Bye.